Welcome to The Deeper You Go, The Weirder It Gets. I'm your host, Garrett Redding. So this episode is the recap of Ceremony 15, which occurred on Thursday, May 4th, 2023. Now, this episode was not recorded in the jungle like most of the other recaps. I wrote these thoughts down in my journal shortly after Ceremony, but never got around to recording it while I was down there. And so this episode or this recap is about the consequences of casting spells. So before we get into the episode, I encourage you all to reach out with any questions you may have about my journey or anything I have discussed. And if you would like to support the show, one of the easiest ways is to get you some podcast gear. I have stickers, hats, mugs, t-shirts, and hoodies. And the link for the gear is in the show notes. I also have fermented herbal tonics and pine pollen tinctures available. Please email me for more details. And the pine pollen tinctures, I've I've been talking about this for the last several podcasts, and the pine pollen tinctures are flying off the shelves, and for good reason. It's because testosterone in both men and women is at an all-time low, and that's thanks to pesticides, microplastics, tap water, a sedentary lifestyle, and even wacky modern ideology. And the result is that most people are overweight, unfocused, depressed, have minimal muscle mass, and almost zero sex drive. Not to mention, the low testosterone is a major factor in why the masculine and feminine energies in our society are so out of whack and lacking harmony. So if you want to save yourself, save your relationship, and possibly even save the world, get you some pine pollen. My pine pollen is made with the best ingredients possible. Raw, uncracked pine pollen harvested in the pristine Canadian wilderness and organic cane alcohol. It doesn't get any cleaner than that. Again, if you're interested in purchasing these, send me a message. Also, I wrote a book. I wrote it about eight years ago. It's called The Self-Sabotage Guide, Nine Behaviors Preventing You from Becoming Stronger, Faster, Sexier. And I kind of wrote it and forgot about it until kind of just recently. And it's a fitness book about overcoming resistance or and your excuses. And it's a short read, about 20 pages, so if you're interested, the link is also in the show notes. Lastly, at the very least, if you enjoy this podcast, please like, share, subscribe, and leave a review, specifically if you're listening to this on the Apple Podcast app. It's a simple gesture that really helps me out. My email and Instagram are located in the show notes. Okay, so now I'm going to get into the episode. Like I said, these are I'm reading the notes from May 5th the notes of my ceremony 15 recap. Okay, so here goes. So Thursday night's ceremony was very interesting as it was full of darkness. And in order to understand the context, we need to go back a couple of days. So on Wednesday afternoon during the sharing circle, there was this kid, and I guess I call him a kid, but he's around 26 years old. Uh, So... This kid, unfortunately, he has a lot of darkness. And by that I mean, I don't necessarily mean that he is evil. Uh, in, in reality, he, he is most likely a victim of an abusive family. And see, abuse causes trauma, which leads to negative thought patterns. And negative thought patterns lead to negative actions and all of that on the energetic level manifests as darkness or 
bad energy, dark energy or bad energy, especially when this energy is left unchecked. And in this type of work, people come to ayahuasca to get help to release these dark energies so that they can heal and eventually rebuild. It's a long process, but a process that does work. And I've seen many success stories, and it's why plant medicines are so powerful. But in order to heal, you have to truly want it. And this guy had been here since I got here, and upon meeting him, I immediately knew his energy was off. For the first couple of ceremonies, he made a lot of noise. He squirmed around a lot, and he even yelled out random things. And one ceremony, they the shamans didn't allow him to drink because they wanted to keep him under control. And so this all happened during my first week back. Then at the start of the second week, they rearranged the seating. And guess who was sitting right next to me? You got it. (laughs) So I'll just call him Bob. So Bob was right next to me and his energy was off the charts My whole left side of my body that was facing him just felt like it was on fire and until he finally got sung to. So my whole left side was on fire until he got sung to, which that thankfully helped ease up, eased up some of the intensity enough for me to kind of relax and enjoy the ceremony. And so this occurred for two ceremonies, Monday and Tuesday night, and Also, during those ceremonies, his anger was growing and he became more distant during the day. Then on Wednesday, during the sharing circle, he blew up. He went off saying how much he hated this place, how Ricardo was full of darkness, how everyone is oblivious to this truth. He talked about another center down the road saying that that place was so much better. He then finally said that he wanted to leave and that he was going to leave the next day. And it was actually fairly intense. So fast forward to Thursday night ceremony, Bob has left, he, he left Thursday morning, but the energy was still extremely heavy in the Maloka, so much so that Ricardo sang a 40-minute song, which was absolutely amazing, and shows his true talent to be able to clean negative energies. And I actually, I know this song was 40 minutes because I actually have it recorded, and it's one of the things I'm working on is planning on studying that so I can learn from it. But in this song, Ricardo spent about the first 20 minutes opening up his medicines, centering them, strengthening them, connecting to them. And then the last 20 minutes, he used those medicines to clean what the Shipibo call Bowman, which means spells. And what's fascinating about this work is that the more you learn and understand, the more you realize how purposeful everything is. See, Ricardo didn't sing a 40-minute song to show off his singing skills. He sang a 40-minute song because that, that is what was necessary to remove the spells and the bad energies from the room. He had to pull all his tools out, and he had to go after those energies with precision and when people sing Bewas in the Shipibo style, nothing is ever done for show. And so now, right towards the end of his song, I actually have two intense purges. And then Ayuma came in full force. 
So as he was wrapping up the song, I am feeling really good and really strong and really alive. And shortly after that song, uh, Ricardo called the first round of passengers to be sung to. And this first group of people all had heavy energy. And one woman in particular, the woman who Ricardo was singing to, had been struggling with dark energies all week. Or actually, I should say a dark entity all week. So these three people, so as these three people were getting sung to, the room went dark. The energy got really heavy, really chaotic. People started purging, coughing, squirming, smoking mapacho. People were doing whatever they could just to survive this onslaught of heavy, dark energy. And what was cool and interesting for me at this point was, as I mentioned, right before this, Ayauma came in and was present and in full force. So Ayauma was all over me, just there protecting me, and which meant I was essentially invincible at this point. I was literally watching the chaos unfold and and I, thanks to Ayauma, I was completely unaffected by the dark energies in the room. And talking with people after ceremony, many of them were telling me that during this time that I was being protected by Ayauma, they were getting hit with all kinds of intense ener- energies, and a lot of and this energy was making them feel very confused and very paranoid. Which leads me into the topic of spells. See, as I mentioned, Ricardo spent his opening song and much of his first songs to the passengers cleaning bowmen or spells off of people and out of the room. So, you know, I've, I've talked about this before, but you may be wondering, are spells real, right? And I'm here to tell you, not only are they real, but you, I, and everyone you know cast spells every day. This is essentially the power of words and why we all need to be really careful and precise with the words we choose because they can have powerful consequences. This is why the opening line in the Bible uh, states that in the beginning was the word and the opening chapters of the book of Genesis state that God spoke existence into being. For example, saying things like, let there be light. And then there was light. See, words are the bridge between the spiritual realm and the physical realm, or the energetic realm and the physical realm. And that's where the whole hermetic principle, as above, so below, comes in. So just as God spoke existence into being, we too also speak our own existence into being. We become and are a product of the words we speak. And see, I've never met a depressed person that speaks positively about themselves and others. And if you pay attention, you will notice the same patterns play out in everybody. So when Bob was calling Ricardo evil, saying that he hated Niwei Rao, that the people were unfriendly, and he was even promoting another center, whether he knew it or not, he was casting dark spells And not to mention, he was doing all of this in a ceremonial space. And and while he was speaking, he spoke with such anger and hatred that his words were amplified and it affected 
everyone's ceremony for a big portion of the night until the energy was eventually cleared. And so this ceremony was a good reminder for me about the power of words. And I'm going to kind of double down on choosing my words more carefully. And I encourage you all to do the same. See, whenever you speak about someone in a jealous or envious manner, you are casting a spell on that person. Or if you cuss someone out or just cuss, if you, if you cuss someone out or cuss about a situation, you are casting a spell or cursing, right? That's why they're called curse words. Bad words are called curse words because you are essentially cursing a person or a situation. And this is the big one for me. Since learning about the power of words, I have made a big effort to cuss a lot less. And like I said, we we call these things cuss words for curse words for a reason, because when they are said with bad intention, especially if you're in a negative frame you of mind, you are manifesting dark energies into the physical world. You are speaking bad intentions into existence. So I challenge you all listening to make an effort to speak more positively about yourself and about others and about the situation and watch how your life starts to improve. And if you want more information on this, check out my episode 31 called In the Beginning Was the Word. I discuss a lot more and go into more detail about the power of words. So anyway... Back to the ceremony, the rest of the night was rather uneventful until the end of ceremony. Once ceremony was closed, I immediately got sick. I went outside, proceeded to purge an ungodly amount, which kind of seems to be a theme (laughs) since I've been down here. But after I was done purging, Instead of feeling better like I normally did, I immediately felt drained and became a little, and I even became a little worried about my hydration levels. So I went back inside the Maloka, drank some water, gathered my things, and went straight to bed as I was exhausted. And then waking up the next morning, I felt extremely ran down. And this kind of leads me into the next ceremony recap. So anyway, that's all I got for this recap. See you on the other side.